This is the K-pop cast, bringing the best sounds and ideas in K-pop. And today we've got our BTS meal. We've got our Bisquick pancake mix. And we've got butter to discuss BTS's butter. Um, joining me for this discussion, it's Kayla and Bethany from the Standing BTS podcast. Hi, I'm Kayla. And I'm Bethany, and we're the hosts of Standing BTS. It's a bi-weekly informative fangirl podcast about BTS. Yeah, thank you guys for having us. We're really excited to be here and talk about butter. I, I'm so delighted that we, we got both of you uh, on, on this episode to talk about butter. Deferring to a lot of your expertise on this, and I, I'm also uh, in admiration of your guys' podcast. Thank you. And, thank you. Uh, finger heart, yes. Um, and returning to the show in his first comeback stage, it's Rodri. What's going on, Rodri? Hey, if uh, you have listened to every K-pop cast episode, you'll know that I was once one of the fine people lucky enough to be a regular host. Right now, I am just a freelance K-pop enthusiast, but I am glad to be back for K-pop my first comeback for stage. Come back come backstage <laughs> pew, pew, pew. all right so yes um if it wasn't obvious today we're, we're here to talk about bts's uh, single butter letting you know if this song is daybok or not All right, so if for some reason, I don't know, you're listening to this like 10 years from now or something, and you didn't know what's happening, Butter follows on the release of their last album, B, in November 2020. It is also their second all-English single, the first being Dynamite, a.k.a. the song with a million thousand uh, bajillion remixes. And the debut performance of this track was at the 2021 Billboard Music Awards, where BTS took home the awards for top social artist as well as top selling song. And along with this promotion of BTS Butter, BTS also partnered with McDonald's for a very special meal, along with a line of merchandise. I know a lot of people were also not even merchandise aside. I think people were just trying to get the purple bag mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and special. It sauces. was a nice looking purple bag, even when greasy. <laughs> <laughs> and according to Tamar Herman from the South China Morning Post, Suga said during a press conference for Butter that it is another try to get a Grammy award. With RM adding. Yes, we are going for another Grammy, end quote. So that's the background on on Butter. I I don't know if you guys had anything else that you wanted to add. For the record, just wanted to make sure that people knew about Butter before we Mm -hmm. talk about the song. Definitely makes sense that they're going for the Grammy. They, I believe, were going for the Grammy with Dynamite and BTS. I believe Namjoon said that they never have made anything on their first go around, so they're going to do it again, and they're going to keep trying because ARMY really wants it for them. You know, we really do. So we're going to be supporting, and I think Butter is working its way there. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I think between Butter and Dynamite, Butter is already my favorite. (laughs) Between the two. Yeah. Better production, better enunciation, honestly. In the English lyrics, it was just clear and... Not only better enunciation, but um, uh, less room for confusion. Um, I think I, I thought they were swearing the last in Dynamite. But anyway, yeah. I think that us like 
two minutes after watching the Butter music video for the first time, felt like Butter checks all the boxes that Dynamite did and yes. then exceeded that as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, agreed. You know, definitely going to talk about more of that as we get into it. Okay, well, let's talk about the message and meaning of this song. So I, I know armies are known for if there was a murder mystery somewhere, armies will you know have the 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 cure or the clue or the answer or, or like you know ace gumshoe detectives. They can figure anything out. But in this case, there wasn't any crazy theories, at least not not that we could initially tell from the surface, right? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, we know that RM said that butter uses the versatile nature of butter to express the charm and smoothness of BTS as both individuals and as a group. And I think they do that very effectively. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In another interview to Apple Music, RM expanded on that, saying that we never actually expected that we were going to release another single, but the virus is getting longer and longer, so we thought we needed another summer song. We thought we needed another summer number, and Butter was perfectly fit for that, and now we're here. Yeah. We're very thankful that RM was able to work on this song lyrically, because BTS's touches on the lyrics was what really was missing from Dynamite. Um the lyrics didn't connect to anything they they didn't have more meaning beyond just what they basically were in dynamite and at least here in butter we can see his touches on the rap verses his touches on you know what they're actually saying he was able to speak in the press conference about writing on butter and saying that parts that they felt weren't compatible with their style or rap um, they decided to get involved with we were really happy to see that he worked on the song in this way mm-hmm. we think it made the song sound more authentically bts yes. knowing that the well first off that there's rap verses which is what mm. dynamite was really lacking but that yes. they had a hand in the lyrics especially rm being one of the main writers for bts mm-hmm. it's just so rare that there's a song that is theirs that is not written by them that they don't work on and the ones that they don't work on tend to sound less like them right so if they're really stepping more into creating english music especially having more english singles to us it's imperative that they have their hands on the lyrics Mm -hmm. absolutely and and, you know this might be a little redundant with what we were saying earlier but uh jimin also said in a press conference that uh we try to prepare a song that's easy listening rather than a profound or heavy message it may be a bit embarrassing, but it's smooth like <laughs> butter. It will melt into you. It's cute and charismatic. And we try to imbue these kinds of feelings into the song. I think uh, they, I, I remember watching the video, having having just read that line and uh, thinking, damn, they did it. They really did it. <laughs> this is uh, this is overflowing with, with both charm and charisma. And it just makes you feel like it doesn't even matter what they sing or do or anything because you know this is a a lighter song for them uh Mm -hmm. if you're talking about like subject material or concept or something uh it doesn't even it doesn't even like matter it just uh it's hard not to like this song it's hard not to watch the video and feel like they can do anything and conceptually it functions as a radio pop single it's not supposed to be one of their deep profound songs like blue and gray or outro tear it's supposed to be something super accessible to any listener Mm -hmm. the casual listener yeah Yeah. the casual listener so that way this can be played on the radio a hundred times a day and everybody's gonna love it and want to press repeat Mm -hmm. it is just that oh my god sorry i'm just jumping a little head out of order here but like 
just the composition of the song it is like so purposely built by design for radio play like when it, <laughs> it's, it's done being played like you naturally want to go back to the very beginning again yeah yeah you won't even really notice if it's on repeat yeah no because it ends so abruptly and that abrupt ending makes you want to listen to it again. Yeah. I just uh, I want to add for Jimin's quote that you gave there from the press conference when he talked about the it seeming embarrassing, how we really took that was BTS are always so humble. Humble kings. Yes. And <laughs> when you look at these lyrics, they're talking about how we melt over them and, you know, they're making us sweat. It really made us think of their song Pied Piper but Mm. for them that might be embarrassing like to be talking that way towards ARMY so that's really how we how we took it but it is dripping with charisma and when we get into the lyrics later I believe that there's more than what scratches the surface for the lyrics yeah well you know let's actually just dive into that that section right now so Mm -hmm. um yeah what were you saying about some of the the profound aspects of the lyrics of the song Okay. Well, the opening verse with Jungkook's verse, I first time listening through, I had a hard time paying attention to the rest of the music video because I was just blown away by this verse at the beginning. So Jungkook says, smooth like butter, like a criminal undercover, gonna pop like treble, breaking into your heart like that. And this lyric for me was, yes, we've got the smooth criminal, which they're always paying homage to Michael Jackson. But deeper down, I see it as a K-pop group disrupting the American music charts and how that can almost seem criminal, uh, causing trouble by being so immensely popular and seeming to come out of nowhere, even though they've been popular in the States for so long at this point. Mm hmm. And even that line, gonna pop like trouble, just that can have multiple meanings. Pop music, pop art, which was an art style referenced in a lot of their butter promotions, oh, and even just that. popping like dynamite, dynamite, like their previous <laughs> English song. Um, and I just really feel like this line is representative of them Trojan horsing the American music industry, <laughs> like especially with this Hybe and Ithaca merge that just recently happened. Um, BTS are at a place where butter has the potential to really dominate the music scene because of that merge that kind of went on in the background. It it almost feels like they just everything going against them. They had to do that. Like they, they had to come in as a Trojan horse. Now that being said, I think all the radio DJs, um, broadcast television personalities, this is like round two for a lot of them. So they now know they're like, oh my God, they might have been surprised by ARMY the first time. Now they know. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're rehearsed and they're ready to receive it. And, and frankly, for their purposes, take advantage of it. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, like, like you know, they, they, they've got to come in on this very benign package like a Trojan horse uh, to really make it, unfortunately. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's just what is going to be palatable to the general American Western audience, because the army that are already here, we're sold. We're fully in it. We don't need the English music to be massive lunatic fans of theirs, you know, (laughs) but the general American audience, if we want BTS to be a household name like Ariana Grande, 
and everybody knows who they are and listens to their music just casually, then I think that this is a merge mm-hmm. and the you know thing that needed to happen yeah. for them. Which yep. going off of that, one of the lyrics that they say too is talk is cheap. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's just for music, the language in which the music's presented doesn't matter. It transcends language. And so the talk is cheap. We're just going to show you. Oh, and oh, love it. <laughs> although they, they did have to, I mean, I don't know if they, they had to, but I mean, this was, again, another all English track. I mean, what, what did you think of that that move? I expected it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I I feel that I feel better about it knowing that RM had a hand in the writing mm-hmm. of the lyrics. Mm-hmm. And that rap was presented in the song that ended up really making the song for us because we felt it was more them versus what Dynamite was. Dynamite, love Dynamite, but in terms of the lyrics, it was full of idioms and cliches, whereas the song, it seemed to show more of that BTS depth. And uh, so I just expected that in order for them to get that Grammy, in order for them to continue getting radio plays, that English was needed. Mm-hmm. And it's unfortunate. It is. You know, their their music that they've already made is phenomenal. Like the entire Love Yourself Tear album, right. I think is one of the best albums ever. So it's upsetting that they have to make music in English to be accepted and to like be able to go for the Grammy. Um, but I think as long as they're making music that continues to try to be more authentic to who they are and the type of music they've always made, then I think we're going to be supportive of it. I think Dynamite was them just getting their toes wet. They always describe Dynamite as being something that fell into their lap that they really had to jump on. They didn't have right. time to make changes. Totally. So at least with this, you know, second go around with Butter they are writing on it they're having a say in it and hopefully as they progress more into creating a bigger english discography um they're able to work on the songs even greater yeah yeah i I definitely agree like listening to dynamite um frankly also the what the promotion strategy for dynamite it felt very like okay we're going (laughs) yeah you know whereas contrast that with butter the butter promotions, the uh, promo cycle before the the song drop, um, and the way it's unraveling now, the way they're trickling out more content post release, it feels much more deliberate. Mm-hmm. And then you guys also point to all these other things. Again, RM having a very heavy hand in the composition and, and the and the lyrics of the song itself also make it feel a lot more. Uh, genuinely bts they definitely took the old town road method of all of those remixes helping them <laughs> out on the charts with dynamite yeah uh, it doesn't seem like they're really worried about doing it in that way for um for butter it's nice to get a few butter remixes and we're we just got the hotter version we're mm-hmm. expecting a smoother and a sweeter sweeter, uh, sweeter version i think um, you're right but, yeah you know, it's okay to not get them or it's it's nice that they're trickling out the content yeah yeah, and along these lines of being a bit more authentic to to BTS, I, I think we're we're seeing some nods, you know, for 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 armies for fans who who know. So at one point in Sugar's verses in Butter, he says, uh, "Ice on on my wrist, I'm the nice guy." And one of the things that I'm actually reminded of in that lyric is Cipher Four or the fourth Cipher, whatever, where Shiga says. I'm noble and generous. Um, and later in, uh, a few lyrics down, he says, paycheck Rolex on my wrists. Ooh. 
So, you know, some echoes, right? Yeah. Uh, of of yeah. stuff that he had said previously. Uh, but uh, uh, we were talking earlier, a lot of this is acknowledging ARMY. And I think maybe this is a very unique thing about BTS. Uh, say, I don't know, compare uh, Taylor Swift, Bieber, uh, Ariana Grande. Yeah, they've got fans. They've got lots of fans. But fans are a part of the BTS identity. I think in a, in a just much more like DNA deliberate sense. Um, and we see a lot of clues of that in this song. So yeah. um, I think one way they, they did that very fun and intelligently in a way that capitalizes on uh, K-pop culture. There is another part in Shugo's lyrics where he says, hate us, you know, like a message to his, his haters. And then in the ad-libs from the rest of the group, they say, love us, right? Right after that. But when you think about, just given the nature of, of these K-pop performances, they're fan chants. And you, you're going to have a live setting of this. And I can see all the armies very directly against the haters <laughs> referencing the song saying, love us. Yeah. So I thought that was really, you know, clever. Well done. Yeah. The, the call and response that's put into the song there. Uh, I love that it's Yoongi who says, hate us. Um, and then ARMY gets to respond, love us. And yeah. I can't wait for when we get to see them in concert because that's going to be so sweet to shout. Yeah, to scream. Yeah. <laughs> to scream. <laughs> yeah. But such a flex on the haters, that line. Um, even the ice on my wrist line, going back to that one, mm -hmm. I love that you pulled out that Cypher Part 4 lyric. But Yoongi is even known for being iced up. I mean, <laughs> on stage, he always has the ice on his neck, on his wrist. Um, so that's just, it's who he is, you know. Um, and definitely that little nod to the haters. We had really conceptualized as we were theorizing about this song before it came out mm -hmm. that there was going to be some like hate nod to the haters in some way and this is small but it's there so yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah like you know what it's i think everyone can agree to this like metaphysical reality now like sure there may be these haters like that are inevitably going to appear just given the nature of popularity also just given we, we reference all the challenges and obstacles bts has to overcome maybe some frankly some xenophobia or just not not people are just not receptive to pop but we can all agree, meta, like just as a state of the world, that like army is unstoppable. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. true. Army is mean... so powerful. It's scary. Yeah. <laughs> like, put BTS on a show. We are so and... hardcore army, and we're terrified of army at times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just they they yeah. have the numbers and the will. <laughs> we do. We have the numbers. Um, if BTS says it, then we really try to make it happen for them. Right. The haters don't matter because. You know, BTS ultimately has ARMY and we really are to the point where we're ignoring the haters and, you know, moving above and beyond. Yeah. Hate us, love us. Doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. That's right. And that being said, you know, BTS in the past, they said, you can call us idols, artists, we don't care. What we care about in the end, as evidence in this song, is ARMY, right? So... We see another clue of that. Jungkook kissing his army tattoo in the beginning of the, <laughs> of the music video. We cannot deny the army pose. Like they use 
Oh, all, yeah. All seven, well, six Sorry. members of the group to spell out ARMY. That was cute. And that was amazing. Super cute. ARMY behind us is, I think, what he says in that moment. Yeah, that's right. The, the ARMY right behind him. us when we say so. So good. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I don't know if this was intentional. Maybe this is like me, like over theorizing it. But um, the very beginning of the song, it, you see b- members of BTS in black and white with a white background. It's like it's all them. And so w- later on in the song, when, when you've got the army behind them, same composition. So black and white and just it's, it's BTS, but BTS spelling army and showing that these things are like one and the same. Yeah, I love that because the same coloring used in the same place, showing that they're connected visually. Yeah. Also, did you know that they did that pose back in 2013? When they debuted. <laughs> I missed that. They mm-hmm. did. Yeah. Huh. So very cool that they, again, bringing something in from their past that, mm-hmm. you know, something that maybe only ARMY would know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I didn't see any of that anywhere. I don't think people know that. Yeah. I really perhaps think that the best line of the whole song is, got ARMY right behind us when we say so. I thought that that was a call to action, not that we needed it, but a call to action for like, okay, like they're going to support us for better. They've got, they've got our backs. And so I feel that I've, I know personally I've been streaming way harder than I ever have before. I feel so motivated to get better to where their goals are and where our our goals are for them. Okay. Well, we talked about what we were able to decipher from the message in the, in the lyrics of this song. But now, now let's talk about the aesthetics, um, the butter concept. What, what did you guys think of, of this? Uh, I, I don't even know how you would characterize this concept. How, how would you descri- guys describe it? It really can't be characterized by one thing, okay. right? Just like BTS's music, you can't fit it into one little genre. They like to experiment and dip into different things. So coming out with the concept, photos and the concept teasers we were really thinking pop art was the biggest thing that stood out to us at first the art design style um, was a huge thing but obviously as we've gotten into the actual music video itself like retro 80s american um, style as well as music style is super super prevalent Um, something that stands out is the pancakes and the syrup, a really traditional American breakfast. Um, Definitely just like bringing in some more of that classic Americana Mm -hmm. vibe as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. One of the more interesting shots that we noticed in the music video was the shot where they're in this gymnasium. They're wearing these Gucci uh, sweatsuits, tracksuits. Yeah. And for us, it was like, it just seemed out of place or mm. so much different from the rest of the music video. And in this, we see that a lot of them have their bangs down. It looks more like a softer concept. And first time watching through, I was thinking of just more traditional K-pop concepts, like cuter concepts. I went to uh, Red Velvet's Russian Roulette. I thought of IOI, I thought mm-hmm. of um, even twice as cheer up, those types of concepts. And then later on, you see this hangar door in that area that's opened up. And on the other side is palm trees and an airplane. Uh, their private jet. Yes, their <laughs> private jet. <laughs> 
but it was so interesting to see this gymnasium where they they have bright colors and this oversaturated color too. Like Jungkook's hair is purple, but in the shot it almost looks blue. It's so saturated, mm-hmm. and we felt that on the other side of this this hangar door is like this bridge between, you know, this K-pop. You know where they come from, from K-pop, and then going into the U.S. music market. Wow, that's that's how we interpreted that. (laughs) Yeah, I I never would have thought of that honestly, Um, but I I could definitely see that. uh, I buy it. Yeah, indeed. Like you know, you've got the the suit, also sharpness. Like I I don't know, like from a technical cinematography point of view, there's just more um, sharpness and detail for when, when they're in scenes with their suit uh, versus the the fantasy, <laughs> highly K-pop rainbow uh, color saturation world. Um, you know, I, I when I look across all, all the different visuals that we saw in this, what I was taking away was they're rock stars at this point. They are celebrities. They've achieved whatever they want. And so the reason why I suggest it's not just an airplane, but their private jet because they're at that level now yeah mm-hmm. so not that they need you know like like a rap video is like look at all these cars <laughs> and gold and, and yeah. stuff on my neck necessarily like they, they need that to flex and show that they are rich but you know it's not like they, they need to do it from a defensive point of view but perhaps introducing themselves to uh, a western market who may be hearing about them for the first time despite you know all the airplay that that dynamite got maybe this is a way just to just demonstrate to them that yes these people are indeed top of the game celebrities who have it all um i love that you bring it up them introducing themselves to this western market because yeah dynamite might be known but it might not be instantly recognizable as bts um in this music video they have that mugshot lineup scene and what sticks out to me as oh this is them identifying themselves to the american market is the signs have their names on it it has their oh, birthdays right. on it yep. it's you know it's just if you are brand new to bts you can pause it and instantly see who's, who's who. who it's very debut style mm-hmm. yeah i totally missed all this stuff <laughs> This is amazing. <laughs> Rodri, you're supposed to do your homework. Um. <laughs> I watched the music video at least three times. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, for, for Rodri's sake. Um, <laughs> please. No. Please do um, continue. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, uh, there, there were a few details in that, that mugshot scene. Um, again, for armies who know. Um, I, I think it uh, was on a V Live. They they said a couple of them said like, "Oh yeah, this is just a random." Ran- well, there was their birth date, um, so that that was, you know, no no, no double heading meaning there behind their birth date. Right. Um, but on top of that, there was another row of numbers for each. Um, what is the placard that each person had to hold for the mic shot? Um, so some of those numbers are random, but some of them had meaning um, that that they shared on the V Live. So uh, V. Um, can also be V for victory. Mm-hmm. And his number was like 0001 because they're going to be number one, you know, V for victory, number one, <laughs> mm-hmm. top of the game, number one on the charts, whatever. We also saw Jungkook, his his number, it, it's 110604. But if you change the order for, sorry, I'm a Western American <laughs> citizen, so I see that and I, I see a different date. But if you change the <laughs> month, um, 
in in the year order uh for for what's known in Korean formatting uh, that changes to June 4th 2011 which is the first time uh, Jungkook moved into the the dorms in Seoul so cute yeah. <laughs> adorable yeah yeah and then uh, just to close out on, on the other ones really quick um RM his number was uh 201904 which was his apartment number and then uh, J-Hope <laughs> I don't know. Like you ever type in like eight oh oh eight or something on a calculator and spell something out, but it, same same sort of concept here. So he did six six zero six six zero, which is like um, I, I'm sorry, my pronounce Korean pronunciation is no good, but essentially like bobo or something, uh, which means like blowing a kiss mm-hmm. in Korean. So typical J Hope, yeah, super cute. And Jimin's was the date of the first oh, yes. uh, concert of the Red Bullet tour, their first tour, which was very cool. That's right. So, hey, there's little gems, little nuggets, little Easter eggs. Yeah. <laughs> Just like you said, they're always bringing ARMY into it and like recognizing ARMY in the song. They recognized ARMY lyrically. And then visually in the video, they're recognizing ARMY by putting things like that, by putting things like that, that only we would get. Yeah. Oh, I, I want to call out another one. So I froze frame when you're seeing the buttons on the elevator. In the music video, if you look mm. down at the bottom for the open door and closed door buttons. Oh, my God. It's the ARMY and the BTS uh, logos. I thought that was yeah. really clever. You found that? <laughs> I am well, extremely I, I'm impressed. You know? Like, like that, that's a moment. Like, it's just a few frames long. But, like, if there's going to be, like, written... It, it, look... Let's put it this way. If, You're an if, expert. If something's going to be written in a BTS music video, <laughs> there's probably some purpose, even if it if it's like a silly Easter egg thing. So You are so, so right. Do you want a little bit more explanation? Oh, please. Yes. Yes. Go for okay, it. Okay. So in the shooting sketch behind the scenes for the music video, Namjoon spoke about this elevator. Uh-huh. And he referenced the elevator in Dope, which was the only other time that an elevator has appeared in their music videos. Right. And in that... In that music video, they took the elevator from the basement all the way to the top. He said that in the shooting sketch. We took it from the basement to the top. Now they're taking the elevator to Army's hearts. That's what he said. Yeah. Slapping my knee for that one. Okay. <laughs> okay, RM. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I don't know. Um, I might be overreading it, but there's there's one scene where um they're dancing. And um, there's two arches behind them, which just kind of reminded me of the top of the the BTS logo. Um, so I might be overreading that one. And wait, you guys, I think you you wanted to bring something up on on the stage at the end. Um, oh yeah, mm-hmm. the final stage, that final scene, that's very yellow and black. They're in the yellow and black suits. It's extravagant. Super all this extravagant. lighting, the, all these spotlights. Uh, lining around this stage what we noticed about this stage and a lot of other people because it's just different there's all these circles around it and there's been a lot of theories I heard people say that it, it they're the butter on top of waffles that <laughs> looks like a waffle <laughs> but for us we really think that this is referencing to that pop art style again it mm. looks just like the shading that you use in pop art right and they're the the idols, the icons on top of this this art that um, they're just you know they're, they're they are the art they are the art but yeah. presented f- towards what what's more American presented towards the American market 
And interesting that this is the final kind of scene of the music video. The colors that they're wearing, yellow and black, um, are also very reminiscent of the colors they debuted in in 2013, black and gold. So this, if this is like their Western, you know, official debut into American music because they have, you know, like their names and their birthdays early in the music video. Now they're throwing it back to their official debut um, with that black and gold again. Or it could be Hybe's colors too. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yes. Hmm. The forerunners. And frankly, yeah. really the profit drivers for Hybe. But okay. Right. <laughs> that is like, uh, I, I want to ask you guys um, do you have a favorite look uh, amongst the members in this music video? I totally do. Okay, let's let's hear about that. Well, I have a tie, honestly. It's (laughs) hard to pick. I would have to say Jen. Mm-hmm. Jen, for me, he's in this in this music video. He's in a white suit. His bangs are back. He's got these stylish glasses. He kills it in his elevator freestyle scene. He's just extremely confident. But the way that he looks to me is like Elvis Presley icon. Like he just looks like total star a rock star like you were saying earlier and for me i would have to say jungkook just absolutely wrecks me uh (laughs) that long hair really destroys me at every moment and then in the elevator scene when he has it tied back um takes it to a whole new level i think that he looks phenomenal throughout the entire music video and he really pulls us in right there at the beginning Wow. I, I was going to say the exact opposite about Jungkook. I was like, oh, man, poor Jungkook. You had to sport the silly look. But Kayla, don't worry. I know you're not alone. I, I know listeners in our K-pop guest like, just called me out just for that reason, saying I, no, I was very mistaken for forever thinking that that was not a good look. I, I just didn't personally like it. But um, before I give my answer, Roger, did you have a favorite look in, uh, in this music video? Uh, I was a big fan of uh, RM's silly glasses. Um definitely he he kills that yeah yeah well what was really doing it for me was jimin like the the pulled back hair and i i loved his outfitting in this i think he i mean nothing on the other members but honestly i think jimin was giving us the most celebrity confidence look poise Mm -hmm. and I'll, i'll call it out the dancing his dancing was the best i mean <laughs> I, I don't know if i can objectively say from a technical point of view but it really seemed that way she's gonna do my uh, boy j-hope so, dirty like, like that <laughs> sorry <laughs> Roger. um like it may be simple like you know they each did their their freestyle segment for the elevator um dancing scene and and jimmins was just a very simple um you know uh hook twirl but, mm-hmm. you know, the way he f- filled the time to the, do that full rotation, I think, said something about his confidence. Mm-hmm. And th- that was, I found, frankly, really attractive um, yeah. about the, the style and, and his look in this mm-hmm. uh, particular single. He's really said that the confidence that he has on stage depends on what he's wearing. And his fits in this video were top notch, phenomenal. So, of course, that confidence was just exuding from him. Mm-hmm. Also, when he was doing that, like the, the pseudo press conference, you know, when he had all the mics in front of him and, and the sunglasses. Mm-hmm. I, I think that that needs to be a more permanent part of his look and style, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Like, like yeah. Let, let's say, you know, BTS is. They may be doing a promotion for a different single, whatever. 
But if they're going to do a press tour, that's how he's got to look. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> the hair back with the streaks just looks phenomenal. Yeah, it's very unique and, look, too. Yeah. Yeah. He pulls it off so well. Yeah. Okay, yeah. let's talk about the dancing. There is a bit of that, like, you know, disco 70s. It's, it's not, you know, one-to-one disco, but it's influenced by disco, I think, from what we can see in, in the dancing. Um, I... I'll I'll confess that I, I didn't actually like the the toe points. It seemed like their execution, like honestly, like I think in hyphen or or TXT could have done that same move um, with a bit more sharpness. Um, so I think just from an execution point of view, I, I was not delighted by that. But it was a very fun choreography, and as someone who used to do a lot of social dancing for uh, Jive West Coast Swing. I could see myself incorporating that very same choreography, maybe going a little bit lower in, in my height and traversing across the floor a bit more with a bit more rhythm, a bit more funk. I, I think they could have had a little bit more fun with this choreography just because I think it was really intended to be so rhythmic and so, you know, larger than life, no cares, no worries sort of song. So I think. You know, I think their execution, I, I'm surprised to say it, you know, of all bands, but I think execution could have been a little better um, there, but it was a very fun choreography. I think that in their live performances, their execution is, you know, cannot be matched. I th- Like, have you seen Billboard? Their feet are insane. <laughs> it's just like perfectly done um i will say that like in this music video i don't even notice the choreography that much um i'm too wrapped up in the other scenes going on the other things happening and really only getting the choreo right there during the chorus i feel like for me was not enough to go on um to really get an idea of the choreography in total yeah but with the perform the live performances we get to see during that instrumental break that they have this incredible dance break that they do where j-hope comes up in front and absolutely kills it he's center he's controlling the choreography behind him and then we have jungkook come up in front so that part with the dance break i think really adds a different element to the song like they've got a dance break incorporated inside the song there for their live performances the choreography for me, what I really loved was these small details of the hand kiss yep. that they do. Mm-hmm. I think that's so sweet considering the lyrics and how they're like, oh, we melt your heart. And then they they kiss their own hands as if they're kissing ours. Mm-hmm. And then the shushing that they do mm-hmm. with the finger over their mouth when they're delivering those lines of talk is cheap. I I think it's it's clever. It's cute. And. That's what really, I mean, the choreography, there's a lot of footwork that goes on, but I just love those little details, those Mm -hmm. cute little motions they do. And I thought that the elevator solos were super fun and entertaining for me. Mm. Those are like the highlight of the dance for the video. Yeah. And those were freestyled Free also. Style. So, so I thought good. that those really showed their charisma and their own personal, you know, personalities between each of them. I thought that they had fun with that part. Mm-hmm. Definitely. <laughs> But I, I, I was feeling for for Chica who was like, uh, yeah, he's just doing this little like, <laughs> he killed it. He showed his bit. personality and his own charisma in that. I love, chill. I loved it. The, Wasn't the he followed by J Hope there, who just like was yeah. going insane? Yeah, he it's went a little off. hard to follow. He used J-Hope. the whole space. <laughs> yeah, J Hope I think gave it more energy and yeah, to I was just thinking, Kayla, feel the the scene. Um, 
Yes. Yeah. He filled yeah. the elevator. Yes. His whole self was all over that elevator. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Um, okay. Well, you heard us talk about the concept, the choreography. Um, let's take it to the music. Um, because after all, we're, we're here to talk about K-pop music, right? Um, so, Rodri, I think you had something to say about uh, the segment in particular. Mm, yes, I did. And uh, I'm afraid that I'm going to have to deviate from my original plans because I've been so sold on this song. Uh, and I I came in here with with a couple of key problems that have since been solved in the discussion we've had. Oh, okay. Uh, my main issue was the uh, the type of hit that this is uh, for as far as BTS hits go. I made a uh, playlist because I wanted to listen to Butter kind of in the context of other BTS songs and compare them, you know, back to back, I guess. And so I had this this playlist on Spotify where I just have Butter. Okay, another BTS hit, Butter. BTS hit, Butter. BTS hit, Butter. And I ended up making this humongous list of music that BTS has released that I love and realized that they have had so many massive songs i mean you look at the uh, play count on these songs on youtube and on spotify which now gives you play count and there is just an insane uh the, the numbers are just so big uh on so many of these well uh, well roger you, you realize that like for each of those platforms they had to add extra digits specifically for <laughs> For BTS. And so that, like, you know, there could be those counts for each of those songs. Anyway, the point I'm, uh, I guess, uh, that I don't even need to make is that they're insanely popular and that most of their music is top quality stuff. But that uh, I actually didn't feel like Butter was the top, the cream of the crop as far as BTS songs go. I was thinking that, you know, they would look back on Butter and and see it as just kind of a, a song they released, you know, uh, a lot of production done by people they don't usually work with. Uh, a lot of, you know, the lyrics had a hand, RM had a hand in the lyrics. Uh, but, you know, it's very similar song to Dynamite, both in the what it's trying to do and kind of the time that it's been released, which, you know, nobody really, as you guys mentioned, had a hand in that from BTS. And I was just worried that, like, nobody would go back and listen to this great discography that they have. Uh, of music that is both meaningful and powerful musically, like that that just are constantly changing styles and trying different instrumentation and working the lyrics so that they're just perfectly on point with the message they're trying to get. However, I, I now am convinced that Butter actually does do a lot to uh, sell the message of like a, a new... The, the, they're, they're the new guys on the block and uh, this is like an, an impeccable introduction to them uh, I now believe I didn't really like Dynamite that much I'm going to be honest uh, I don't think that was you know the ideal way I, I wouldn't introduce anybody to BTS by telling them to go listen to Dynamite they would, they would see that it was their most played song and maybe like go for it like oh yeah maybe this is a good introduction I'd be like no no you gotta listen to Spring Day buddy Spring Day is a good introduction <laughs> yeah, to BTS. <laughs> and, uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, maybe Butter is a good introduction to BTS, uh, which is fantastic. I mean, I, I didn't think I would come away from this feeling that way. And it kind of has made me wonder what kind of a fan I am. Not in the sense of like, what have I become? But sort of, 
I don't know. Like, where where do I fall in the? Uh, I I was joking that I was a casual K-pop enthusiast, but I think that is, I guess, what I am. I'm just some guy that likes K-pop and it doesn't speak Korean. And I feel like there are probably a lot of people like me who don't get an opportunity to come on the K-pop cast and have a problem with a BTS song and have their mind changed. So. I, I do still worry that Butter is going to just be another dynamite for a lot of people and that they, like me, won't have the chops to watch a music video and come up with all this insane stuff that you guys have noticed that has been so impressive to me. Uh, but yeah, the, the music itself is just very simple, very reminiscent of everything else that is coming out right now, and I worry that they won't stand out. So that, if I, if I still have a problem with Butter... It is that I worry that uh, they're gonna they're gonna miss you know the most beautiful moment in life album, or they're gonna miss you never walk alone, and uh, a world in which people aren't listening to those is it's not a world I want to live in. <laughs> so, yeah, I if we're just looking at the sound at a very high level, that is that's kind of where I stand. You know, Roderick, I don't I don't think you're alone in that sentiment. Uh, I I was talking about this song with my wife, and she's like. This isn't the emo angst <laughs> boys of BTS that I grew up with. <laughs> That's what I need. Um, I need the emo. I need something to, to to really feel tragic over in a BTS song every once in a while. Because <laughs> I, I I didn't see any Nirvana T-shirts in, in this one. I mean, if you if you're you know from their no day BTS's no days or boy with love or save me. This is different. Sure is. You know? And if you fell in love with BTS for those things, I think we have to acknowledge that this is different. They're, they're still BTS. And as we called out earlier, they're still owning up to this is who they are. This is their identity. But, you know, what it means to be a human being means that you're evolving and changing. So, I I, I don't know. I, I kind of want to pit Bethany and Kayla on the spot on this one, actually. Like, uh, as, as armies, is it possible to fall out of love? You know, <laughs> when, when someone changes to go to something different. I had said, if this song didn't have rap, it was a deal breaker for me because I didn't want another dynamite. I didn't yeah. want another thing that did not seem like BTS. So if they keep going on this track of continuing to make these English songs, but working on them more and more as they build their English discography, then I think I'm going to continue to support it. Mm -hmm. For me, it's as long as they are authentically BTS and continuing to try to bring us music that they're excited about, um, but that also sounds yeah. like them. I, I agree with you, Kayla. My biggest critique, like full disclosure about Butter was for me, it was too similar to Dynamite. Mm -hmm. uh, there's something about the production style with the vocals that they seem very forward. The vocals yeah. seem louder than the instrumental. And I go and I listen to songs even like On, which was one of their more recent mm -hmm. uh, hit tracks. It's just, it's just different. The production style is very different. So I was happy to see that RM had some writing credits on the song. I think that made a difference. But during the press conference, they asked, when are you guys going to do another hip hop track? Right. And Suga ended up saying that, well, I released an entire mixtape of entirely <laughs> rap. 
on B, we released hip hop tracks. So as long as they're putting albums out where they're still authentically them, maybe their hit track isn't my favorite, but I'm in love with the rest of their songs on the album. Mm -hmm. And this single is functioning how it's supposed to be as a single to get them popular on the radio. Um, because they already have us we're already fully in tune with what they're putting out in an album Mm -hmm. and i also have to think of this in a scope of they're building their english discography right now they're trying to find their sound here um in english for the first time and so that follows them makes sense to me why dynamite and butter would sound similar why that kind of 80s retro is super super popular in american music right Mm -hmm. now um and why they would kind of emulate that in butter as well Mm -hmm. um just have to think about the industry that they're trying to really break into yeah i i mean this is me perhaps just being more upset with the world um than it is with necessarily bts but i i kind of miss the old rm who's like no we're gonna sing in korean (laughs) <laughs> and you're going to yeah. deal with it. <laughs> yeah. Someone told them along the lines that you have to do this in English now if you want to make it further. Yeah. And that kind of sucks. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just wish we could get to the point where American pop culture would be at a point where, like, I don't know what they're saying. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Dope song. Dope looks. Yeah. Dope remix, whatever, you know? like You would hope. I think yeah. in a perfect world, because yeah. there are already so many, you know, people in America that speak, you know, more than one language. It would be really cool for just, for it to just be cool for people to sing in other languages that are Americans. Right. right. Yeah. I mean, they did it with Despacito. That right. was number one, fully Spanish song. Um, you know, even Justin Bieber sang in Spanish on that. And that was number one on the charts. Everybody knows that Not our brightest song. moment, though, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, going back to like, you know, this is what it takes. And you, you got to look at this as, you know, just one ingredient as a part of the multifaceted and multidimensional group and legacy of BTS. You know, this is just one part of it. It's it's a strategic move, you know, for business, uh, for penetration. Uh, my guess, from what we've seen, what, like this is a full week out from uh, the release at the time we're recording this episode, my impression is that it seems to be working uh, for its intended mm-hmm. purpose. It does. Um but, uh, Kayla, you were saying earlier that, uh, hey, it's inspired by um, 80s sound. Uh, and they, 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 they call that out. Um, I'll, I'll say that when I first heard this song, I heard Bruno Mars singing this in my head. Hmm. Um, singing the vocals. Uh, I, I think Bruno Mars could perhaps give it a little bit of the lower tones. Yeah. Um, in his delivery, whereas I think you guys were saying it's a bit forward in, in the vocal uh, filters that they applied on, on their voices that uh, it was just very processed differently than, than what we traditionally know BTS and, and their vocal style for. Um, so it, it almost felt like it was compromising on both fronts in terms of like not BTS being um, 
you know, this is our, our usual voices, uh, but also compromising in the sense that um, this is like Bruno Mars territory, in, in, namely in the chorus uh, of, of the song. And that's what it really felt like to me. And they, and they called that out. I called that out that they were inspired by Bruno Mars in this song. Oh, but, but before I go further, I, I want to counterbalance that with, however, Suga and J-Hope's verses. I think that that's where it really returned back into BTS that we know them for. And it felt mm-hmm. less processed. And the accompanying harmony uh, for those verses with, with J-Hope and Suga felt more in their, their natural zone and range. Yeah. The singers. So my reach, I'm the nice guy Got the right body and the right mind Rolling up the party, got the right vibes Move like haters Move like cool shade And you know we don't stop How like ain't no one of BTS's big critiques of performing Dynamite was that it was in a very high range for yes. them, uh, especially the vocal line. And that was something I reflected on with Butter as well, is that it seemed to be a little, a little bit lower, a little bit more accessible to the vocalists. Mm-hmm. And then when we get into the rap verses, it sounds completely like BTS. The, J-Hope's outro verse uh, that's very call and response, super hype, very epic that's very much how he typically performs in songs well you know rm wrote the lyrics for the (laughs) rap verses right (laughs) so it does sound more more than yeah there is english and there is rm english (laughs) (laughs) i feel like we need a friend's reference in a another um uh, english song but it was also inspired by the production style of jimmy jam and terry lewis a lot of big time 80s R&B producers and I, I can kind of hear that like uh, especially in the percussion my critique however with the percussion of this song like, I, I was even surprised that they did this if you listen to the intro uh, of the song I think it's through the entire first verse uh, there is no harmony whatsoever it's just a kick snare kick snare kick snare which mm-hmm. is like practically as bare bones as you can get it when it comes to to like music production and, and like you know keep something in time, but that kick and snare felt really mushy in terms of how it was produced. And I I, I personally prefer something a little crisper in the snare that that makes you kind of like want to snap, you know, when you're dancing. And I, I so when I listen to, for example, the songs by uh, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis from the, from the eighties, where they're playing around with jams from janet jackson also in that 110 beats per minute range uh it is much more snappy in the snare and i think we're, we're already like so for me like i i do djing as a hobby and my dj record pools i'm already seeing djs compensate for that and they're dj friendly edits of these songs so they're already producing edits of the song where the percussion just sounds different But uh, I, I would have preferred if they, they had something a little crisper, um, maybe something a little more funky in the bass. The bass is kind of just like, boom, 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 boom. Like, it, you know, it's, it, it's there. It's one note. Yeah. 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 And and it's um, it has a presence, to be sure. It, it definitely fills a lot of that, that audio spectrum in, in its presence. But it's not groovy. Whereas I think, again, 
uh, Jimmy Jam, Terry Lewis, it's very groovy. And I, I think that that's just a real missed opportunity because it's like so close and then at the same time just so far from making it just more of a authentic like party dance party favorite that I would be playing. But that that all being said, as a DJ who is emerging from my COVID-19 pandemic, like hibernation <laughs> slumber, who's getting ready to go back outside, like into the clubs the summer playing for real people again you can be sure <laughs> people are going to be dancing to this song and, and i think it's going to perform both in the verses and in the chorus it, it is got all the makings uh to be a, a peak hour uh jam uh song so yeah i think it's going to deliver on that i agree in a yeah. non-professional dj not dj opinion I agree. <laughs> I was just going to say, it's interesting, these critiques that you have about the beat and the production of the song, just because of knowing who produced this song. Um, Ron Perry, Rob Grimaldi, and Stephen Kirk are the people who produced this song. Ron Perry is the chairman and CEO of Columbia Records, and he has very rarely uh, since taken this position been credited as a producer on the song so it's like these huge names in this company producing this song but then for the song to have those kind of failings as far as the percussion goes is so interesting to me yeah well just to yeah just to go off of that for the the bass line i agree it's one note uh boom 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 but for me it's it's still very distinct Mm -hmm. and it stands out in the song yeah i do believe that they could have had more fun with it they could have made it more funky but for the casual listener it stands out and the vocals are incredible i mean besides the production the vocals are a huge part of the music and they're running all over the scale Um, Even though we don't get any harmonies in the vocals in the first verse, they start to come in in the second verse with Jimin. He is beautiful in his vocal support for both Jungkook and Taehyung. What did you guys think of the remix that came out today, the hotter remix? I think a remix is going to function as a way to increase the song on the charts, and it's not something that I'm going to be listening to for like enjoyment all the time. I'd rather listen to the original. Yeah, it's strategic. I think that they're going to have multiple remixes like they did with Dynamite. Uh, when they end the line saying hotter, sweeter, cooler, butter, I would expect that those are going to be the remixes there we get, go. considering we just got hotter. I, Since the hotter version had them in that one room with like the purple lighting, and I forgot what the other lighting is on the other side. Red. The red lighting, yeah. I really hope that the sweeter version is that gymnasium scene for that cuter concept mm. that they have. That's really what I'm expecting, but I could totally be wrong. Uh, very common for me, <laughs> Army to be wrong about theorizing, <laughs> but that's that's what I'm expecting. I think it's strategic. The remixes, yeah. there's a purpose for it. I liked I liked the remixes. I tend to like the remixes. It's not my absolute favorite. I think Butter is still the the original track is better. Yeah, I'm hoping for some really innovative um, peak hour EDM bangers, like more bootleg remixes. Um, mm-hmm. I, I there have definitely been a lot of 
those that have been done really well in the past for a lot of other uh, BTS hits. But it's the instrumental breakdown right after the second chorus. You guys know what I'm talking about, where they each do their freestyle dancing segment. That was my favorite part of the entire song. Like, it doesn't have a lot of singing in it, but I was feeling that beat the most. And it reminds me a lot of French Electro House, namely Justice, Daft Punk, Danger. And that, I think, if we, we produce a remix more, like, leaning in that flair in that direction, that'd be really fun because it would play up more of the, the funk and groove aspects, but at the same time, a faster tempo um edm dance feel as well yeah i think that's coming that'd be fun yeah okay well let's close it out y'all um every episode where we go through these deep dives where we talk about the the message the lyrics the concept the dance and the music itself (laughs) um, at the end of the day we still have to say whether or not this song is that's got to be the best Daybok or not I've ever heard on this show. <laughs> okay. Okay, Roger, why don't you go first? Is it Daybok or not? Yes, it's Daybok. Okay. I've been converted. Okay. Yes! <laughs> You're going in not, but we just said such intelligent things that it, it made you come around. That actually Daybok. is exactly what happened. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> uh, how about you, Bethany? I say Daybok, for sure. I think it uh, exceeds what Dynamite was. I believe that's going to have wild success. And uh, yeah, I, I absolutely love it. I definitely enjoy it more than I did for Dynamite. Yes. I think we can all agree on that. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. I'm so relieved that I'm not alone there. Yeah. And uh, how about you, Kayla? Definitely Daybok. Ditto to everything Bethany says. I love it. It's incredible. Can't wait to listen to it more. Yeah. And it's uh, Tevak for me as well. All the reasons that we have discussed. You know, I thought it was really funny. Um, I think it was the Whiting Words podcast. I'm, I might be getting this mixed up, but but one of the other K-pop podcasts tweeted like, oh, this co-host said that uh, Dynamite was better than Butter. I'm afraid to inform you that that was her last episode on the show. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> For having the wrong opinion, you know. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think I think that that, but that that seems to be the common uh, sentiment that that dynamite uh, felt a bit forced and and butter just did it better. It was smooth so, like butter. Yeah, smelt like it in. It was, it was uh, fattier. Uh, had more more heart, more flavor, more substance, and more mm-hmm. filling. Okay, um, so signing off. Let our listeners know where they can find you each on Twitter, online, or, or all your places. So, uh, Kayla, Bethany, why don't you go first? Hey, yeah, follow us on Twitter at Standing BTS Pod, Standing BTS Podcast on Instagram. You can listen to us on any platform that you can find podcasts: Apple Music, Spotify, um, Consequence, really wherever. Okay, and Rodri. You can find me on Twitter uh, at Rodri Rodri. It's just my name first. First name's uh, twice. R-H-O-D-R-I. R-H-O-D-R-I. I uh, really only tweet when a Haze or Akmu album comes out, uh, but feel free to follow for specifically those things. <laughs> I, I, Haze and Akmu are, are two, two good reasons to, to turn tune in. <laughs> all right. And I'm at DJ Peter Lowe. And don't forget, you can follow all of us at the K-Pop cast. And uh, in addition to the K-pop cast on Twitter, 
You can also get to make some new friends. You can talk about BTS Butter. You can talk about why I'm wrong about a lot of other things. I, I'm, I'm willing to be corrected. I'm willing to be told I'm wrong, especially about Jungkook's hair. <laughs> you can do that in the K-pop cast Slack. And a link to join our Slack will be in the description of this episode and frankly all of our other episodes. And uh, don't forget to rate, review, and share this episode online. Any iconic army out there, we love you.